Hello and welcome to the Get French Football News preview show. The first one in quite a while for obvious reasons, but I do hope we're all keeping safe and well in these times. I'm your host, Lewis McParlin, and alongside my two brilliant guests who I'll introduce in a moment, we're going to take a look forward to this weekend's Coupe de la Ligue final, set to be contested by Paris Saint-Germain and Olympique Lyonnais. It will be the final domestic French fixture of the season for the new campaign starts Racker. Obviously, we try to get the best representation of both sides on this podcast. So today I have Neymar's biggest fan, Mr. Jeremy Smith. Neymar, you, <laughs> you still have a tattoo, don't you, on your on your back or was it on your leg or something of Neymar, isn't it? With the shirt on the back, that's true, right? I have a tattoo on my neck in homage to the tattoo he has on his neck. <laughs> <laughs> so he's fitting in he's fitting in the PSG representation today. Uh, and this virtual podcast beside him sits Pierre Paul Birmingham, who let's say you'll take the take some of the Leon representation on this. Um I believe you were having a hard time with transport recently. So where where are you calling us from today? Uh I'm calling you from France, from uh Haute Savoie, which is kind of the northern part of the Alps in a in a small little village. Um where I, I don't have internet, I'm doing it. I'm doing this through my phone's um, 4G. So oh wow, so I we're sure it would work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Is it, also, is it nice and cramped? Because up here it's awful. It is getting warmer and warmer, and that might be something we mentioned because it's expected to be 40 degrees in Paris tomorrow, where the match is happening. So that's not going to be uh, very enjoyable for. The people participating in the match, I imagine. Good preparation for the Qatar World Cup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's look at the two teams playing in this. Like I said, PSG versus Lyon. PSG got to kick off with a bit of competitive action last week as they won the Coup de France, beating San Etienne in a close-fought match, which ended 1-0 with Neymar hitting a winner quite early on in the match, even though it did turn into an absolute brawl later on. Uh, so they're getting back into the swing of things, but do you think against a San Etienne team who weren't great last season by any stretch of the means, Jeremy, do you think that PSG will be a little bit worried by only winning by a single goal and, and having some scary moments against a very poor San Etienne team? Or will they look at it as, ah, don't worry about it, we're, we're still just getting back into the swing of things and, and they just care that they won the match in the end? Uh, I think probably they're just they're just happy to get through the match and and onto the next stage. I mean they they they're actually more ready than most. They seem to have kind of started earlier and and played a few more friendly matches than than many other teams. Obviously with with half a night in the Champions League, or probably more than half a night in the Champions League. And I think that's the thing about PSG that in a way even the, these two cup finals really are just dress rehearsals and and you know great extra extra trophies extra sort of winners medals for to to chuck in the top drawer but you know clearly the main thing this season is is um this tournament that's coming up in portugal so i don't I, you know psg throughout the the last few years in the qsi project have, have gone through phases of of playing pretty badly not having any kind of transition from from defence to midfield to, to up front, and it's never mattered because they got so many quality players, and certainly against in domestic football, and um, they're so much better than all the other teams that they keep winning even even when they're not performing well. So it's a pity that 
they didn't sort of put on more of a show in winning it but it's not like many of their fans were there to see it anyway and and the fact is that you know they got their 13th cup and and they'll move on from there and this week and then the the more important thing in a couple of weeks Pierre Paul what did you think of PSG's performance against San Etienne do you, do you share many of the thoughts of Jeremy um yeah to some extent I mean I thought the the problem with the Saint Etienne match and it's going to be the same problem um with with the with the Coupe de la Ligue final as well is that because it's the start of the season and it's it's so hot out and and the, these teams are just coming out of preseason or even like maybe they're considering this as preseason as well for what's coming up they're just not playing with the same intensity as as we're used to seeing and another factor to that of course is the absence of fans like you said Jeremy and I thought against Saint-Étienne, PSG, you know, they really didn't put in a massive shift. They didn't really have to. I mean, Saint-Étienne did try hard and, and play well and still couldn't really uh, trouble PSG. Uh, well, obviously, you know, if, if Bonga's shot doesn't hit the post, maybe it's, it's, it's a different game for sure. And if there's not a red card as well. Um, but that is one question that I have coming up to this one, to this final is, you know, are we going to see a progression in their intensity over the two games? Or might we see something else, which I also suspect is could happen. And I think PSG and Lyon are equally susceptible to this. And that is having their heads kind of turned by uh, by what's coming in a week or two with the Champions League matches. Um, I think both teams, we've seen that before, that you know sometimes they kind of uh, take it a little easy before those big games come up and maybe have their heads turned to that. Obviously, this being a cup final, um, you know, it, it, it would not be a good moment for that to happen. And and certainly for Leo, I guess, who who don't get so many chances at getting silverware this season, uh, they they might uh, you know be more focused uh, in terms of in terms of that tomorrow. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether they can up their game. PSG, I don't do they, they don't have any matches between now and and Atlanta, do they? they don't have any friendlies. Oh, they have one here. Um, Do they? they Yeah, they have one against Sochaux on the 5th of August, which is uh, next Wednesday. Okay. A full week before the Atlanta match. So I I just looked at that now. I didn't know that. Um, So, yeah. Do you think the Sochaux match and this Lyon match, though, will be treated with a bit of a sense of just don't get anyone injured after the whole Mbappe thing uh, last week they'll just be hoping let's not have Icardi get taken out let's, have, let's not have Neymar taken out will they be confident enough where they can kind of stroll through the match and and win it anyway will they just be wanting to just have no one have their legs chopped off here Paul well I think um, that is possible I think it might be more in reaction to the week-long non-stop discussion that we've had of Mbappe's injury rather than the actual injury itself um, because everybody's kind of uh, acting scared of, of of it, and and you know what if there's more of them, um, which is something I don't know. Football fans and and football people in general just talk so much about the the, the fright of injury and and avoiding the risk that I feel like sometimes it just gets in your head a little bit. Um, I don't think they are as weakened by the absence of Mbappe as as. You know, people seem to say because even though he's very good, they also have other good players, and on paper they will always be the same, uh, the better team is Atl- than Atlanta. Obviously, Atlanta 
don't work as a kind of on paper measure of, of how good the team is. But um, uh, I was going to say that, yeah, it's not just Mbappe. There's some doubts tomorrow about who's going to play it right back, I think. Um, and and certainly, like when you see Cavani and, and Munier gone, and obviously they haven't found replacements yet, it, it wasn't really possible to do that. Um, there's a little less depth. And if that does happen in those two games, that might start to become a problem for them, yes. Hmm. Uh, there must be a little bit of, um, I don't know, a little bit of panic, though. Sorry, I feel like I keep going back to the, the Coupe de France match, but there must be a little bit mm-hmm. of panic considering that the last games that PSG played against San Etienne were 6 1 uh, earlier in this season and 4 0 before that, 1 uh, 0 before that, 4 0 before that. You know, against San Etienne, especially this season, They've not mm. had an issue. They've not had a problem against them. So for this team to come out against, you know, under Claude Puel, who people haven't really been impressed since his return to France, and have Denny Buanga have definitely won. I think he actually had two great chances in the first half yeah. hour. That must give them a, a bit of a scare. That must give them a bit of a, a kick up the backside because it definitely wasn't a stroll in the park, especially the first half. I, I mean, it's, it's weird because probably... Saint-Etienne's, or not even Saint-Etienne's, the men of the match, I think, were Jesse Mounat in goal and Fafana in defence for Saint-Etienne. Yet, I would say that probably overall, Saint-Etienne were the better team. I think um, from from when Perrin was sent off to maybe kind of 10 minutes into the second half, PSG were were arguably better. But for the most part, I thought Saint-Etienne were. And... But at the same time, they didn't create that many clear-cut chances. Obviously, there was the one that hit the post, a couple of others. But generally, they had all the ball. They didn't do too much with it. So I suppose there's there's two ways of looking at it from a PSG point of view. One way is we didn't play well. Like I said, no transition. As usual, no one up front making any effort to, to come back when we were out of possession. They're, they're possibly issues to look at. But at the same time, having been for the most part, maybe outplayed is a bit strong, but being the, the sort of second best team, um, they were pretty un, unruffled in, in defence. Um, so there's still, apart from obviously winning it anyway, there's still positives to take from it. And you'd expect Lyon to, to give um, PSG a tougher taste, test than Saint-Etienne, especially if they can keep 10 players on the pitch. But um, I mean, to compare it to, to the, the two league matches, I think is um, is maybe a bit of sort of misdirection because, you know, the fact is there has been this huge break. It is a cup final in front of no crowds. I think it's very different circumstances. Um, nine times out of 10, PSG are going are gonna to beat Saint-Etienne. But, you know, for that one match, especially for a final, and it probably... Like I said, it's not that they disrespect the Cups, but the level that PSG are playing at, Coupe de France and Coupe de la Ligue, are not their priorities at all, whereas for Saint-Etienne it absolutely was. So it's not surprising that that they play with a bit more intensity than Mm. than PSG, and I'd expect the same from Lyon this weekend or Friday as well. They they just have more to... to, I mean, like objectively, it's a more important match for Saint-Etienne or for Lyon because yeah. they don't get fewer chances as a trophy, and because they can also qualify for Europe through that match, um, it is more important to them. That doesn't mean they're going to play better than usual necessarily. Saint Etienne did. We'll see about Lyon, but 
but I know the Thomas Tuchel reign under PSG so far. You know, you could have your criticism here and there, but generally, I feel that the attitude's pretty positive at the moment. You know, you, you'll have mm-hmm. definitely you'll always have a PSG fan who wants the manager chucked out the door, but you know, at the at the moment, I think he's doing okay. But of it, there must be, or there, there surely would be questions asked if he went two seasons and only won one of the cups. Or do you think PSG just don't care, Pierre Paul? I think it's just, just uh, not on, you know, it's just like not on, they couldn't give a damn about it because it's just not really on the priority list. I guess, I mean, it would be a slightly bad look. I mean, last season it certainly was. Um, this year, because everything is so weird and because they have this perceived much better chance of, of going far in the Champions League, um, you know, if, if they lose this game and then they and then they win a couple matches in the Champions League, it, I think it would be pretty quickly eclipsed that they had lost it. But, um, yeah, I guess it, it depends on, you know, what the rest of the, of the line is around the club for, for the season. I can't wait to see them win the Champions League and, and take photos like Liverpool <laughs> did with their Champions League trophy here, Ligue 1 trophy here, and then a tainted Ligue 1 trophy here. And uh, uh, the Coupe de League final of, like, Two years ago, trophy sitting beside them. <laughs> oh. So <laughs> you get the trophy de champions. Huh? Oh, get that involved, of course. Get that involved. Um, Liverpool are the reigning European and English champions. I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's a that's a lucky them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> lucky. Um, I, I just want to. I want a quick note. And Pierre Paul, I know you talked this other day on on, on the podcast talking about the, mm-hmm. the final the other day. Jeremy, just just quick note, just a little quick note before we move on, because I know that a lot of people, I didn't tweet it, but a lot of people would, a lot of the Mbappé stands would rip it. Like, did you see all the abuse that people who had never heard of Loic Perrin before was getting from, like, on his Instagram and stuff like that? People were just absolutely ripping him, even though they'd never heard of this absolute legend for San Etienne. But because he did uh, the tackle of Mbappé, everyone was ripping into him. I want to know, Jeremy Smith, do you think it was that bad a tackle, just before we move on? I think it was a red card offence. I don't think there was. I don't. Well, I don't think there was any malice in it. He was beaten for speed, mm-hmm. and I think it was just it was bad luck that the way that his Mbappe's ankle buckled, it was oh. a bad injury, and therefore he had to he had to be sent off. I thought the reaction on Twitter generally to. To anything usually, but <laughs> I mean, it's like you know, how dare anyone dare you know dare to put in a tackle on any of these PSG superstars? I don't, I don't actually have any issue whatsoever with Saint the level of aggression Saint Etienne showed. I don't think it was anything abnormal. I think it was you know Tuchel as well made comments about it. It was ridiculous, but the Mbappe one, I just think it was a badly timed tackle and it was a foul. That, like I said, no malice or intent. But it was right that he he be sent off. I thought so, yeah, I agree. no more than that. It was just bad luck that it was a that it turned into an injury. I agree that there's no malice, but I thought it was a it was just a really poorly like effectuated like it was just a bad tackle. It was late, and he then just took out the man. And I don't necessarily blame him for it. I felt kind of sorry that he even started. I mean, obviously, it's kind of like a jubilee match for him as his his last match for his the only club he's ever played for. But, um, it you know, it's not the first time recently that we see Loic Perrin a little bit slow to get to either a tackle or, or an interception or or a pass or something. And, uh, 
you know, if you compare it to a tackle in the second half, which uh, I think was by Harold Mukudi, although maybe it was Kamara. I'm, uh, I think not it was Kamara. You know, the tackle, yeah. yeah, when he kind of just just pushes it beyond the PSG player who's about to get the ball in front of an open goal, really. If you compare it to that tackle, I, I mean, yeah, it, it was maybe a shame that they let, um, you know, the better defender at this time on the bench. Um, Honestly, but... all these all these people are talking about like, uh, talking about like, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't, we were talking about this before we started recording. You've seen every every Scottish match is like a fight. I quite <laughs> liked it, man. See, not having football for for ages, yeah. and then everyone just comes out and they're scrapping. I thought it was hilarious. I, just, I mean, apart from the actual brawl after the injury, <laughs> I just I thought it was a normal football match. I don't understand why there was this huge fuss on on social media. What a filthy match or whatever. I just well, I thought there were a couple final. Wow, people care and want to win it. I thought there were a couple like dumb fouls, like Ivan Masson in the in the first, like after one minute, um, got a, a kind of aggressive and and I thought a little bit silly yellow. And there was another yellow just a few minutes after the game started again after the Mbappe injury, which was kind of just a, a mean tackle. But those are the kind of two examples that stood out to me. Um, well, but apart from that, one, I agree. I can't remember if it was Di Maria or Neymar. There was quite a nasty body check that obviously they got away with because it's PSG. I didn't see the PSG <laughs> yeah. fan. Yeah, you're a PSG that. fan, Jeremy. You've watched your mouth. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Let's let's leave this. Let's move on to Leon. All right, let's, go on. let's move on to let's move on to Leon. Okay. So obviously they've lacked that competitive build up. Jeremy, do you think that could that could be the difference here? You know, what what difference does one competitive match make in this match? You know, will PSG have such an advantage because they did get that match against San Etienne last week, or will Leon, you know, even though they've played some friendlies, be behind in this match? What do you think? I I honestly don't know. I think it probably will make a slight difference, but it's hard, although it's an important competitive match. Because it's in such bizarre circumstances, you know, an eighty thousand seat stadium that, that's, mm. you know, got something like, well, presumably about two and a half thousand, because well, a lot of PSG's fans as well, but Santetia's fans weren't there. Um, you know, although there's something to play for, I, I, I don't know if they can kind of, if PSG can say, well, yeah, we're we're back to the intensity of, of normal matches. Um, I mean, I suppose obviously that that's what it's going to be like for the rest of the season. So, so you have to get used to that. I think it probably it probably does help PSG in that way. But also, I think the way the match went the other day and with the Mbappe injury, I think PSG may be a little spooked and um, possibly not have their foot sort of right down on the throttle. Maybe that will work to Lyon's advantage. Um, as you know, as, as we said that the the main thing for both of them is Champions League, but realistically, Lyon aren't going to win that. PSG have, you know, arguably the best chance they'll ever get. So from that point of view, you've got to think that Lyon will be, will be playing with more intensity. And so any any advantage that PSG got from having already played a inverted commas competitive match, I think probably will be sort of cancelled out by that. Mm. But this this must be a bigger match for for Leon. Like we were kind of saying this earlier, but because that the opportunity of European mm. Europa League 
qualification. I mean, they finished seventh this season. You can kind of forget that. that how powder seasons? They, I think it's all right. It's winning a trophy. It's getting into Europe. It's you know even just you know you take the two cups. PSG won the more important of the two cups last week as well. This is very much sort of third on the list of. Although PSG this is the last PSG one ever. This is the last Coupe de la Ligue ever, which yeah. is kind of special, maybe. I, I don't know if the players really care, but it'll go, you know, we'll remember that for a long time, I guess. Yeah, that's true, maybe. Yeah. I, I was reading into this thing. I was reading into this about, you know, re- kind of refresh myself, what was the situation with the Coupe de la Ligue. Apparently, they're kind of postponing 2024, because apparently just no one wants to get reborn. But I know what you mean, like the last ever one would still be sick. Lewis, you kind of cut out there. I don't know if Jeremy, you also heard that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay, I'll say that. I'll say that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, yeah, I was reading into um, I was uh, I was reading into the situation with the Coupe de la Ligue and whatnot, and uh, uh, I was seeing that basically they kind of just cancel it because no one was watching it pretty much, and no one wanted to pay the money to have it. It's like as to have a TV deal on it, which is hilarious, I think. Um, but it mm. might come back in 2024, but to hold that, to be the Coupe de League champion for at least four years would be insane for Leon. Finally a trophy. Um, Pierre-Paul, how much do you, how much do you like to judge off, off friendlies? Not at all, really. Uh, <laughs> I see so, very few links at any time between, any correlation at any time between friendly results and, and the ensuing season. But See, I, I was thinking this, I was thinking this last week, someone should do a study into one league and like, yeah. how teams do in their friendly matches. Obviously, that's so hard to, to track because sometimes it's behind closed doors, sometimes it's on TV, sometimes it's not. But someone should just study and, like, how does that correlate to, like, early season success or success as a whole? That'd be class. Uh, but if you do judge anything off, off pre-season, you could say that Leon have won three of their last four matches. Pretty interesting. Uh, they beat Ghent 3-2, I believe. They beat Celtic 2-0, I think. And they beat Nice. I can't remember what the score was in that one. Uh, but they did lose to Rangers, which is quite interesting. The game was on, on TV here, but it was really weird setup. Um, but uh, so, so you don't judge on anything. They've won three of the last four games, Pierre Paul. They're coming in in good form, aren't they? Well, I don't know. I mean, I haven't watched those games, but you know, maybe if they've been playing well, that, that can say something. But the thing with preseason matches generally is that you know, um, the teams aren't necessarily playing for results. They might be putting the emphasis on something else. So they might be trying to uh, you know, train specific aspects of, of the, the player's fitness and so on, at which point, you know, they want to play with intensity at a, at a given point in the match for, for a certain amount of time. But the result isn't really the tell-all of, of that. And what I was kind of hearing last week, for example, was that uh, in the in their preseason, Saint-Étienne have been kind of focusing on uh, what we call in French foncier, which I'm, uh, I'm blanking on how to translate that in English, but it's more... Uh, about uh, stamina and uh, and being able to run a long distance and uh, and okay, it's so like you know, endurance kind of training, training, like pretty much. Whereas PSG had apparently put more emphasis on explosivity and and, and speed, and so that means that you know you're King of Neymar has put his emphasis on eating. <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, sorry, yeah. Go on. <laughs> um, so basically, I mean. That means that the teams are going to be working in like, uh, I mean, it's just, it's just different frameworks of, of how their preseasons are and, and the way that's going to show up in, in the, those friendlies. The, I, the results are not really the way to judge whether that work is efficient or not. Um, but obviously, because we're at the very start of the season for this one, I mean, this is Lyon's first competitive game. 
you know, maybe at that, maybe for this, you can definitely look at what's happened in the last couple of friendlies and, and try to see, you know, who, which players played well, who might be starting um, and, and whether they look physically sharp at, at this point in the season. Um, so maybe, maybe I'll give you that maybe over one game, uh, you know, it might have an impact. Uh, I tend to look at it more as like, you know, over the season. And at that point, I don't, I don't really see the, the correlation, but. Mm-hmm. Rudy Garcia will be managing Leon, obviously, for this game. I can't remember the stats, but he doesn't have a great record against, you know, top club against your PSG, even against your Leons when he was at Marseille mm-hmm. and whatnot. He's not got a good record. And this will be his first final since the Europa League loss, I believe, who, when yeah. they lost to uh, Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid, Atletico yeah. Madrid. That's, yeah, translation error, honestly, that's how it works. <laughs> um, so first since then, even though he had, they had the home advantage and everything, hilarious. Um, he's not won a final since 2011. Jeremy, how do you think he'll be approaching this one? There'll be, there must be a little bit of pressure on him since he's coming at Leon to, you know, at least give them a bit of a give them a cup, even though PSG don't really care about it that much. I don't. I don't think there's pressure in terms of silverware and, and not having won a final. Or, or more, or more, he'd like love it. Be a nice little thing to kind of put on his first season, rather. Yeah, it's more that I think. I think there's pressure because he's got an awful record against the top teams. It's quite clear that Leon fans in the main are not very happy that he's got the job, um, and so he needs to do something soon to to win them round. And um, you know the the. I think they played each other three times this year, and uh, no, in all of them, Lyon sort of because they also played in the Coupe de France semi-final, and in all of them, Lyon were kind of in the match. I mean, the first one it was a very late winner from Neymar. Um, the second one, well, PSG were comfortable, and then Lyon almost got back into it. And the third one, Lyon were kind of up there for for a good hour or so until until Marseille got sent off, and then it turned into an, an easy win for PSG. And actually, I was surprised that in the press conference today, Rudy Garcia sort of made a joke about it, which I guess is the only way you can deal with it. But I'm not entirely sure Lyon fans would have been that happy about it. So I, I think there's pressure just because Lyon haven't won anything for a long time, and and for me, they're just very much. You know, throughout the season, on and off the pitch, they've really been going in the wrong direction. And I think something needs something dramatic needs to happen to sort of change that that uh, sort of course or downward spiral that they're on. And, and obviously, there's not much better than um, winning a trophy and making sure that they'll be in Europe for whatever it is, the sort of 26th straight year or 21st straight year. I can't remember. It is a big blow for a team of that size, their stadium and, and recent history, um, to not qualify for Europe is 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 unforgivable, really. Mm. I think I think it'd also just be a massive boost if they won this match for their game against Juventus. You have to remember they're one 0 up on that. As much as everyone's expecting Juve to you know to win the second leg, but if they can hold on to that, that'd be a massive coup for for Leon in that game, and it you, would give them a bit of momentum. I know they've just won the league, but Juve aren't really playing well at the moment. Mm. I think it's more that you know, Lazio in particular have been very unlucky with injuries and collapsed, and they haven't been convincing. You know, they lost last night to Cagliari. I, I, I can see, I can see Leon springing a surprise. I'm just not sure in which match they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, okay, so so let's see your overall opinions. I'm going to ask for your score predictions on this match. Jeremy, how do you think the, the two teams will fare? Do you think Leon can give PSG a bit of a surprise in this match? Uh, I mentioned him earlier. My, my concern is, you were talking about the friendlies. It's actually interesting that... Um, that Lyon have been have been playing with three at the back for the last two or three friendlies, and that's what everyone's expecting that they'll they'll do tomorrow. Um, and my only concern is one of those three is probably going to be Marsal, who has pretty much been PSG's man of the match the last two times Lyon have played. <laughs> um, but I, mean, I think possibly last Friday showed that the first goal could be very important and. If Lyon get that, I do wonder if PSG will kind of say, look, we got the trophy We're last week. We've got bigger bigger fish to fry. We're not going to go crazy chasing it. Um, if PSG score the first one, then then obviously Lyon are going to have to attack and PSG are going to be able to pick them off probably. But yeah, I think if Lyon get the first goal, I, I, I can see them possibly, possibly winning it. But it's probably... I'm just, I know you, you painted me as a PSG fan at the start of it. I'm just <laughs> kind of desperately trying to convince myself that it's going to be a good competitive match. Um, to, yeah, to be honest, I'd still put my money on PSG, but a little part of me thinks Lyon could do something. Now, in recent years, if any team has been capable of, of beating PSG and giving them a good game, it has been Lyon. And it's been you know three or four matches now they haven't, so they're due the next win. Hmm. Scoreline? Well, I haven't. I haven't even convinced myself who's going to win. So I don't know about scoreline. Go on. Two one Lyon. Two one Lyon. Okay, Pierre Paul. What do you think? Oh. Um, I mean, I my prediction. What I was thinking about this was going to be something very close to what you said a little earlier, Jeremy. I think that um, from, from Lyon's point of view, I think that they can, they will either win this one or go through against Juve. But I don't think, they definitely can't do both. And I don't think it's going to be neither. So I think they're going to do one of those two things. And I would think that it's more likely that they beat Juve than beating PSG this time around. Um, but I mean, that's my prediction is that they, they're going to do one surprising thing this summer. Um, but <laughs> in terms of the scoreline tomorrow, therefore, uh, I guess I'm, I'm predicting a PSG win at which point, I don't know, you know, maybe, a maybe a, let's go with the two one. If Lyon doesn't get a red card, which they often do against PSG for whatever reason. And if, if they do get one, it might be a little bit worse than that. One thing we haven't mentioned, though, is that Memphis Depay is back for Lyon, and so is um, Jeff Renadelaide. And, you know, obviously Depay is their most important player in kind of normal times. With the return from injury and with preseason now, we'll see if that's true or not uh, again. Um, I don't know if it will make a big difference in terms of the result, but it's, a, it's you know, it's a, at least a small boost for Lyon to have him back. Um, good news for tomorrow, I guess. 
Oh, 100%. Early season, um, Memphis was insane for them. He was playing so, so well. Yeah. I think because he's always talked about wanting this move away. He, he's always talking about it. He's so like, vocal. He's like, yeah, I've done my time, but I'm ready to kind of move away. I think cause he's always saying that this season. He was like, I'm just going to switch it on. It was absolutely, it was absolute monster early season. Um, I, I, I think that, I, I, that is another thing because um, uh, I mentioned earlier, I think one of Saint-Étienne's issues last week was they, they don't really have a, an out-and-out centre-forward at the moment. Was Lyon going to field Dembele and Depay, um, probably in a front two? Um, both have looked in reasonable form in, in the friendly so far, and both are probably looking for a big transfer in the summer as well. So you know, they're going to be, you know, arguably even more up for it than than the rest of the team. So it's definitely something different for for PSG to think about than than what they faced last week. And they also have Toko Ekambi and, and Kadewere available, so that's quite the strike for force. Um, they also have Bertrand Traore, but that's you know he's not going to score for them. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they will be stacked. Um, I think for me, I think our prediction. I'm going to go. I'm going to go two one, but I'm going to go PSG. I think Leon will score first, and everyone will go like, "Oh, what man, Leon is crazy!" And then PSG will just like pick them off, and it'll be so depressing. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see I don't see Leon win this one. Quality, the the manager, you could say, the lack of competition, everything I just think goes against them in this sense. I think they'll give it a good game, definitely, but I do think PSG will just win it. So to wrap up, thank you very much for listening. If you're looking for more football content on the French side, you can go to getfootballnewsfrance.com or you can find us on Twitter at GFFN. Uh, I have one more thing to plug just before we go. Uh, who doesn't love periodicals, magazines, all that jazz? Uh, get football, get French football news, Italian, Spanish, all that jazz. We've got uh, the second edition of our periodical coming out this weekend, I believe, The Modern Footballer. It's called with youth profiles, articles on the biggest teams. Uh, I've even got one on one of these players, Jeremy Smith. I want you to pick the, the odd one out of, of the of these players who are the top talents in European football right now. You know, Odegaard, Werner, Cherky, Saliba, Werner, Josh Maja. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm, doing a, I'm, doing a mar- I'm doing one on Josh Maja. I could have done it on anyone they said, but I just thought he was a good player. As soon as I wrote it, the next day, he gets linked for Celtic and Rangers. And I was like, oh, that's pretty good, man. As soon as he's in a European football magazine, he's going to leave. So that, that's a good laugh. Uh, uh, but yeah, you can you can buy that this weekend or you can pre-order it now, actually. Uh, well, you know, the match that we've just spoken about for, what is it, 40 minutes or something? We'll be doing a Get From Football News show right after it tomorrow evening. And we'll be talking to Philippe Bargel, who incredibly is going to the match. He's one of the lucky 5,000. Well, it's less than 5,000 because you have to subtract all the players and the workers and all these um, things from the 5,000. So there's fewer than that number of fans there. And he is one of them. So that show will be out on Saturday morning. Oh, how you like? So he's got a ticket? That's insane. You have yeah. to ask, like, actually, how he got the ticket. I know he's a, I know he's a I have no idea how he pulled it. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that's good perspective to get. That's obviously the next podcast you can get your ears uh, stuck into. Uh, and I think that really wraps us up. Thanks very much for listening, guys. I've been joined by Jeremy Smith and Pierre Paul Birmingham. I've been Lewis McParland. Uh, thank you very much. Good luck for the final, no matter who you're supporting. I hope your team loses and uh, stay beautiful. <laughs>